I hope you're ready. Here comes some hot takes, some smack talk, and some absolute nonsense. It's season four. Welcome to the Joint Practices Podcast. With your host, Sean Lamont. I was waiting for woo, 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 caddy, woo. Steve Knox. No, but I'm going to tell Elijah to go masturbate with maple syrup tonight. Let me know how that goes for you. And Elijah Arnold. Here we go, kid. Time to shine. Clamor slammers. And that's not what it said. I'm going to tell you a worse story than that right now. <laughs> I literally poured milk onto my testicles. Welcome back to the Joint Practices Podcast. This is the podcast for fans, by fans, that's fans like me. I'm your host, Sean Lamont, on Twitter, at 11thegoat. Tonight, episode 180, joined by the co-host with the most. You know him as the OG Olive Garden pimp. He's Mr. Super Sticky Steve Knox on the Twitter word, at the Knox says, Soup, what it do? Another win in the bag, baby. <laughs> Something about the Vikings and making those things <clears throat> interesting at the end. To say the least. Nothing's ever easy in the NFL, right? <laughs> Nothing's ever easy as a Vikings fan. Well, that's for damn sure. Well, we got a jam-packed show for you guys tonight. Holy crap, it feels like six months since the Eagles have played a football game. I always forgot how weird bye week week is for you, you know, as a fan when your team's on a bye. I'm just sitting there like... Wow, I haven't been angry once today. <laughs> yep. This is interesting. Is this how, like, Chiefs fans feel? Maybe. Back in the mix here, it looks like <clears throat> they've been playing some pretty good football. Hey, that defense that was once a sieve is now playing pretty good. Well, hey, so we got a lot to do, a little time to do it. So why don't we just... Talk about our favorite color, crayon. You go first. Macaroni and cheese. Oh, and that's the only answer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the playoff picture. Powerhouse, yeah, they building up the dream scene. Sleeper teams keep trucking. Watch out for the six Playoff picture clearing up. Unlike Steven's eyes. All right, playoff picture updated through week 14, brought to you in part by Steve. Got a shakeup in both the AFC and the NFC. Things are getting hot and heavy. We got four weeks of football left until the playoffs. This season's flying by. And what's crazy is it feels like everybody has COVID now, so it should be even crazier as we continue. So let's just update the AFC real quick. The Patriots at 9-4 and four off the bye. Still the number one seed. The two-seed Titans are now 9-4. and four. Patriots do hold the tiebreaker head-to-head. The three-seed is now the Kansas City Chiefs at 9-4. and four. And the four-seed is the Baltimore Ravens at 8-5 and five after a terrible loss, losing Lamar Jackson. That sucks. Chargers beat up on the Giants, moved to eight and five, are the five seed. The Colts are now the seven and six, six seed. The Bills fall all the way down to seven and six as the seven seed. In the hunt, we have the Browns, Bengals, and the Broncos all at seven and six. 
So again, important games coming up this week as the Bengals and the Broncos do play. We also have the Colts and the Patriots playing this week. Should be a fun week of football. Uh, the playoff games right now would be Titans-Bills, Ravens at Chargers, and the Chiefs at the Colts. A fun week of weekend of football that would be. Obviously, the Patriots are the one seed, so they would get the bye. Steve, after this week of action, anything really surprising in the AFC for you? Uh, I just think the craziest thing is how bunched up the AFC North has become. I do think back in the uh, prediction show that I had like three of those teams going like 10 and 8 or something like that, or 10 and 7, or 9 and 8 whatever it was. Uh, but yeah, it's becoming super duper competitive. And now you start to look at the bottom of the AFC, you know, Colts seven and six bills, seven and six Brown, seven and six Bengals, seven and six Broncos, seven and six. So a lot of stuff can happen if you screw up one game uh, for any of those teams. So looks really, really interesting. And uh, of course in the NFC, you have a bunch of subpar teams, you know, still battling for for that seventh, possibly sixth seed. Washington, Minnesota, Philly, Atlanta, New Orleans, all six and seven. And you get the Niners sitting up there at seven and six. So a lot of a uh, lot of strange things can happen. <laughs> I think one the next of the, couple of weeks, one of the biggest games this past weekend that I don't think was talked about a lot was the Niners and the Bengals who ended up going into overtime. The Bengals get a field goal in overtime and then the Niners come right down the field with the dagger touchdown to end it. But that had major implications for both teams as it catapulted the Niners into the NFC playoff picture. And it actually, the loss dropped the Bengals out of the playoff picture in the AFC Obviously, there's still time. There's still a lot of games to be played, but the Bengals, to me, seem like one of those teams that have playoff aspirations, obviously, but they they do look like a contender at times. But they just couldn't close it out against the Niners, who are you know, apparently a sneaky good team at times. Yeah, I think the Bengals are still a couple pieces away. Offensive uh, they've line. Got the, they've got the foundation there now, but... This offseason for them, like regardless of what happens here in the playoffs, is going to be um, super duper important. Like, can make or break the team, really. And I think with the right moves, we'll see, you know, what their GM can do. But with the right moves, I do think that you can start talking about the Bengals as, you know, one of those top three teams in the AFC. Yeah, they. They got to put a lot of resources into that line because the one thing that stood out in that game was all the Niners had to do was continuously bring that pressure and it got Burrow off his spot. It screwed up timing. And when he can sit back there and sling it, he'll eat up any defense. He'll tear you apart. The Niners had the game plan and for most of the game it held. And then right there at the end, Jojo just said, you know what? Screw this. We're tying this game. And they did. All right. Moving over to the N. Oh, uh, by the way, the Chargers in the playoffs, I think, are going to be a sneaky team. 
Justin Herbert's got a cannon. Love him. <clears throat> Jay Herbs. Hey, NFC. All kinds of wildness going on over here. The Packers are now the one seed again at 10 and 3. <clears throat> the Buccaneers jump up to the two seed at 10 and 3. Arizona Cardinals with that loss to the Rams drop down to 10 and 3. The three seed. Your four seed, nine and four Dallas Cowboys, five seed, nine and four Los Angeles Ramos. The six seed, as we said before, is now the San Francisco 49ers at seven and six. And by some weird tiebreaker, apparently the football team is the seventh seed at six and seven. We'll get to them in a minute. Uh, in the hunt, we have the Vikings, Eagles, Falcons, Saints, all at six and seven. Talking about Atlanta in the playoff picture seems really weird to me because they have been nothing short of awful almost all year. Hey, every everybody in the NFC is still alive except the Lions. <laughs> Three teams in the AFC eliminated, right? Was it? Yep. Jacksonville, the Jets, and also starts with a J. Julius Irving. <laughs> the Jaguars. Jaguars. I thought I said Jacksonville. Is it Houston, the Jets, and... Okay, Benny and the Jets. So, right now we'd be looking at a Tampa Bay-Washington football team rematch from last year because that went swimmingly. I have a feeling that seventh seed will not be Washington football team by the end of the year. Just... Just to guess, with the amount of injuries and COVID going through that building right now, the Cowboys still would be hosting the Rams. I like that matchup for the Rams. Man, the Cowboys don't look great. I mean, they won this week, but woof. Yeah. What is Dak looking at half the time? And then you got the three-seed Cardinals would be hosting the six-seed 49ers, and that game would be mighty fun to watch. Holy points, 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 points. And, of course, we do have our Vikings, Eagles, Falcons, and Saints that are all still alive. I did hear um, something this past week. Basically, if the Vikings win out, they would be the seventh seed, regardless of what happened to anybody else. They would, you know, they would make the playoffs regardless. Maybe they could even get up to the sixth seed, I guess. But yeah, all the Vikings have to do is win out, and they will be in the playoffs. Um, if the Vikings do win out, the Vikings would eliminate the Philadelphia Eagles. So the Eagles need to like win out and have the Vikings drop at least one game for their playoff hopes to be. Alive, alive. <laughs> I don't think that's true though, because if the, you know, if the Niners and the football team were to both win out, and the Vikings won out, the Washington football team still has a better conference record than the Vikings do. I don't know how that works. That's just what I. Because uh... that's the tiebreaker right now, keeping Washington wins tiebreaker over Atlanta and Minnesota based on best win percentage in conference games. They're five and three. The Vikings are four and four. Both teams play 
four conference games the last four weeks. So if, if they well, both you won know up, that then... the Washington football team is losing this week because they're not going to be able to field a real team. <laughs> we'll see. They do have a questionable opponent. They do. The Jalen Hurts revenge tour begins now. <laughs> so it should be interesting. Uh, the whole top three teams in the NFC at ten and three. Top three teams in the AFC are nine and four. This is really kind of interesting. Where we're at the point where we can't really look at any of those top six teams and be like, "That's the best team in the NFL," because every week the one we dub the best or you know trending upwards, they do something stupid or they lose or I don't know. It just feels like this is one of those years where like all the teams are on a fairly level playing field where it really, it really is a any given Sunday type of thing with these guys. Yeah. It is weird not to have like, you know, no teams really made a deep run undefeated through the season. Um, and the standings are very much bunched together. So it's going to be a fun uh, final four weeks of the season. And yeah, it feels funny to say that going into week 15. <laughs> a lot of these, games that we have left are all uh division games so we should see some real you know jockeying for position in the divisions as well all right that's your updated playoff picture 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 week 15 is on tap the philadelphia eagles are hosting the washington football team this week they are currently six and seven, and per 538.com, the analytics website, the Eagles' playoff chances are 27%, which went down 1% from last week on their bye week. They do have the Giants. They have the football team twice. They have Dallas week 18. In theory, these should be winnable games, but we know this is the Philadelphia Eagles, and they lose games they shouldn't, and they win games they shouldn't. They should win all these games, so they will technically go 0-4 and have a top-10 draft pick. <clears throat> this week, the uh, football team is ravaged by injuries, ravaged by COVID, ravaged by another Dan Schneider scandal coming out today. <sighs> that team is a mess. So naturally, they'll beat the Eagles with Joe Webb at quarterback. Hey, Jalen Hurts is back from his ankle injury after the bye week. Let's see what he can do with a little bit of, uh, I would say, a little bit of pressure on him this week after Minshew came out and did his little mustache mania thing and, you know, looked like a competent quarterback throwing the football. So we will get to some predictions in a few minions. But the Vikings are taking on the Browns. Oh man, it's been a long day. Here we are, and they're not playing the Browns. <laughs> the Browns they're playing, are playing the, Bears. the Bears. That's what I meant. <laughs> Their colors are brown sometimes. All right, and uh, just because they like to keep it close with the Eagles, so we have some cool stuff to talk about on the Joint Practices podcast. The Vikings are six and seven. They have the Packers, Bears twice, and the Los Angeles Ramos left. And their playoff chances, 29%, actually up a percent from last week. They stole one from the Eagles. 
<laughs> and I would like you to know, Steve, Were that we both twenty eight percent last week. <clears throat> really? Yeah. Oh wow! Isn't that great? Uh, I would like you to know that at the end of that game against the Steelers, I was truly, truly rooting for Pat Fryermuth. Is that his name? Yeah. To catch that ball because we would have gone to overtime. And God knows we would have needed a two point game. conversion. Yeah, we just needed the Vikings in overtime. It's like Andy Reid and timeouts. You know what I mean? All right, Soup. Bears didn't look too awful. No. All right. Well, Justin Fields is going to play. That's good news for the Bears because uh, he seemed to be holding his own there against the old Green Bay Packers. The Packers defense is slowly slipping away. It's like they're getting worse and worse as the year goes on. Switches. But as long as they have Devontae Adams, I think they'll be just fine. Yeah. Good Lord. I don't know how Aaron Rodgers makes some of the throws he makes to him. It's just huck it, chuck it football. Yeah. <clears throat> and he catches everyone. You got to trust so, that he, he can catch it against the other guy across the field from him because more often than not, he does. You know what else was kind of funny from this past week? Watching former Vikings and former Eagles have friggin' monster days with Rizul Douglas back-to-back weeks with pick sixes, playing his ass off over there in the Bay of Greens. Then you got Mike Hughes in Kansas City with his pick six. Big Mike. Man, they leave us and then they grow. (laughs) So nice. So beautiful to watch. (laughs) Mike left the Vikings and all of a sudden could actually stay on the field, so. Uh, Razul Douglas can't stop picking passes off. Maybe it's that whole they had to let him play thing. I don't know. I think that one is on uh, Jim Schwartz. Well, the Vikings got a little bit of COVID action going on, too. Uh, Alexander Madison's on the COVID list. Uh, no. Dan Chizena is also on the COVID list. The Vikings signed Wayne Gallman to their practice squad today. Uh, so he, he apparently is going to be in the mix to be the backup for Dalvin Cook on Monday Night Football. That's right. Back-to-back primetime games for the Vikings. So Mr. Coupons already got the monkey off his back this year by winning a Thursday <laughs> night game this past week. Thursday night games don't yeah, count. Yeah, they do. Everybody's watching. There's nothing else on TV on Thursday. And so... Actually, Golden Girls is on Thursday. I think Golden Girls is on every night. It's just on one of those old channels. <laughs> syndicated TV. It's lovely. What? Those episodes aren't new? I'm pretty sure three of those four women are dead. <laughs> then cross them off. Just out there like meat puppets uh, with a friggin' arm up their bag. <laughs> God damn it. Extra. Sicily, 1918. <laughs> uh, pepperoni. I think the Eagles got a couple guys on the COVID list as well. Quez Watkins. Uh-oh. How about the fact that 75 players tested positive in the last two days? And funny enough that Odell Beckham Jr. tested positive today after playing in a game last night. Like, Jesus Christ. But 75 guys in two days. Like, that's you're starting to get into a territory there where 
the NFL has to have start having conversations about how they handle their business. Um, and I, what I think is going to be the, the most extremely hilarious thing is this week in a matter of two days, 75 positive tests. How much you want to bet wildcard weekend? There's not a single positive test. I was going to say, what are they going to do when, you know, Chad Henney's got to start for the Chiefs in the first round of the playoffs? Right, exactly. So it was funny because the same thing happened last year. It's like all these cases and then suddenly the playoffs come around and everybody's healthy. Let's go. <laughs> it doesn't help that the, the entire country is spiking like a mofo right now. So put your mask back on. Swallow your pride. Let's get the season going, huh? Moving it on along then, Elijah couldn't make it tonight. It's a little past his bedtime. Or maybe he's watching the Golden Girls. Who knows? But the Patriots are traveling to play C-Dubs the Goat and the Indianapolis Colts on a Saturday. Saturday? Patriots sitting as the one seed at 9-4 and have the Bills, Colts, Jags, and Dolphins left. They have a 98% chance to make the playoffs, as they did last week. Must be nice. Barring a absolute collapse. <laughs> oh, the collapse of epic I think they're going proportion. to make the playoffs. If they lose to the heartless Jaguars. Trap game. <laughs> I could see them. Yeah, I could see them losing to the Bills, Colts, or Dolphins, just because the Dolphins are weird. Colts are decent. Bills are decent. They have no confidence, but they're decent. But the Jags are just a mess with that Urban Meyer situation right now. Do you see the handshake between him and Vrabel? <laughs> he looked like a high school kid who's just got broken up with. Like, <laughs> and like her anyways. I don't know. She's giving me a bunch of crap about not listening to her or something. I wasn't really paying attention. Paying attention. <laughs> she wrote me a John so Deere letter. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be a good matchup. I think this will be a good test for the Patriots, especially their defense, because the Colts can run the dog water out of the football. That'll be a fun matchup to watch is what Jonathan Taylor Thomas is able to do and how Bill Belichick is going to scheme up a way to stop that running game because, geez, the second half of the year, the guy has just been an absolute monster. Yeah, he's a freak. Love it. And then you got old C-Dubs the Goat back there slinging the rock. Like I said, time and time again. Does what he has to do to win football games. Does not try to do too much anymore. It's That's what he excelled at. It is pretty interesting to look at the season's uh, stats too with, you know, the team, both teams, you know, usually want to establish the run and use that to set up their offense. And I mean, Jonathan Taylor's already over 1300 yards for the year. Um, But it feels like, you know, these teams don't throw the ball a lot, but both Mac Jones and Carson Wentz are probably going to go over 3000 yards for the season in this game. So that's (laughs) a pretty interesting uh, statistic, but just goes to show that, you know, it's not the same old NFL where, you know, the teams that don't throw the ball very often, their quarterbacks still throw for three grand. That's a, Pretty crazy. 
How about the this is one that the fact that I'm very excited. Jonathan to watch. Taylor has carried the ball 241 times this year. They're gonna run the wheels it's, off of him. His rookie yeah, deal. I know, and it's it, it's a lot like the Christian McCaffrey stuff. Sorry, you know, mm. you're getting 400 touches a year. It's like eventually it's gonna catch up with you. It doesn't matter who you are. Like, and clearly it has for him because he's seems like he misses half the year every single season now. Yep. I fell into the Christian McCaffrey trap this year. I hate getting the number one pick because it's like I had to take him. Who else was I going to take? Derrick Henry? I would have been in the same boat. Yep. Should've, so next year, Taylor. they can Wayne Gallman. Two Coopers, one cup. I usually always take Cooper Cup. I'm very mad at myself that I didn't do it this year. Would have been in a lot better place than I am now. Probably true. Scraping. <laughs> I don't even know his first name. Guyton on the Chargers, <laughs> who got me 17 magical points on one play, basically. Yep, basically. Hey, I made it to the playoffs. Now it's time to be the 2000-whatever Giants and win the whole fucking thing. That was the, that was the Cleveland Indians in Major League. <clears throat> Cleveland Guardians. Now. Soup. What's up? How you doing, Bob? Oh, you know. 11 days till Christmas. You know what that means? Uh, that there's 11 days until Christmas. Means it's time to get to the pick'em. Hey, pick'em, that's the name of the game. Snatching winners every week like a turnover chain. Uh, picking spreads over under long shots. Ha! You know we got it cause our bank rolls on top. Week 15 of the pick'em is here. Get used to it. Standings as follows. SG1 Sports has taken the lead at 30 and 18. I am in second at 29 and 19. Steve, 28 and 20. What a bottleneck. We are fairly close right there. Just like the playoff picture. But you know what? I see some of these SG1 sports predictions this week, and woof. (laughs) Should be interesting. Let's get down and dirty. We got the football team visiting the Philadelphia Eagles. (laughs) And the Bengals are a a four-and-a-half-point favorite. (laughs) Yeah, that... I updated once and now it reverted back. So that's weird. <laughs> the Eagles are a favorite and I believe it's three and a half. I'm going to have to really quickly unprofessionally bring up the DraftKings Sportsbook. No free plugs. I do enjoy the fact that uh, the Bengals are a favorite in a the game. They're not even playing it. <laughs> that's how bad these two teams are. The Eagles are a four and a half point favorite over under 44 and a half. I think a lot of this has to do with how messed up Washington is, both health, outside uh, influence from the media, because that Dan Snyder stuff is back again and it is not pretty. Apparently something to do with tampering the NFL investigation. So he didn't get in trouble. You're going to get in trouble. You are. (laughs) All right, SG1 Sports has the Eagles winning 24 to 20. 
I'm going to go and say the Eagles are going to go on a little bit of a run here. Let's end the season strong. And how do you end the season strong? With a Sugar Man special. 31 to 17. Go Birds. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. That's right. The Eagles win 28 to 10. That's what I like to see, baby. All right, all right, all right. Eagles clean sweep across the board. Let's see if we get another one. We have the Vikings at the Chicago Bears. The Vikings three and a half road favorites. Over under is 44. SG1 Sports brings out the paddle. The Vikings spanked the Bears 31 to 6. Soup Adora Woodblock. Uh, the Vikings get off to a 30 to nothing lead at halftime and then win the game 40 to 30. I changed my score because Justin Fields is apparently not dying of foot. Footalgitis, medical term. I'm going to have the Vikings winning on a safety in over. No, I'm just kidding. Vikings win 24 to 22. Again, clean sweep. <clears throat> Let's see if we can spice it up here. We got the Bengals at the Broncos. The Burrows versus the Donks. The Broncos are a one and a half point home favorite over under 43 and a half. SG1 Sports is riding the Donks 27 to 17. Give me the Natty over the Donks. Take the Bengals. Uh 2320. Woo, that is so weird. The first score I wrote down was 23 to 19 before I fixed it, before we started recording. I'm actually gonna take the Bengals 26 to 19. That's probably some form of scoragami. That's our chance to gain a game on SG1 Sports right there. Two bangles and a donk walk into a room. Attendant says, what the fuck is this on? Zoo? (laughs) We're going to close the week out with the Patriots at the Colts. Colts two and a half point home favorites over under 45 and a half. SG1 Sports must have... uh, had the difficulty up too high for this one. Has the Colts winning eight to seven? This is a peewee football game. Now maybe it was the elements. No, this was in a dome. <laughs> Jim Ursay so... drunk driving on the field. <laughs> Whoopsie. Hey, I'll take Captain Whoopsie. I'll take the Patriots on this one. Belichick's always had Indy's number. Uh Patriots win low scoring game 17 to 14. Not as low as eight to seven, but low enough. Give me C dubs to go. Give me the Colts. Nice defensive running game football. I'm gonna take the Colts to win 17 to 16. Patriots lose on a missed extra point. Can you believe it? Bill Belichick is furious. Big kick Nick. Big kick, Nick. Dude, these over-unders are ugly. I'm used to seeing like 50s. Yeah. These are all 44, 44 and a half, 45 and a half. And we all relatively went pretty low on most of the games. 
Yeah, I just <laughs> I've got the uh the over at uh Vikings Bears 69. I guess I'm over on every game except the Colts. Oh well. So looking ahead at the uh week, are there any other games that tickle your fancy here coming up? I know the Thursday night game with the Chiefs and the Chargers is going to be one to watch. That's going to have a lot of playoff implications. Absolutely. I mean, even the, both Saturday games, Patriots and Colts, important for both teams. You got the Raiders and Browns. I know the Raiders have just kind of imploded, but technically still alive. And they're playing a Browns team that's seven and six right there in the mix. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um you got the number two pick bowl between the Texans and the Jags. <laughs> yep. Uh, but other than that, I mean, Packers-Ravens, that's going to be a fun game. Um, so I'm hoping we get that one instead of the Buccaneers and the Saints. Oh, wait, that's a Sunday night game. Nice. Okay, so we do have a chance. By the way, happened again this week. Fucking bullshit. I mean, that was just bound to happen, though. That's... That game, the Bills and the Buccaneers, like, yeah, it's it's gonna be on TV. <laughs> I'm sure it was in like 95 percent of the markets. We could have had Titans Jags or something good. The Titans and Jags even play. Yeah, Titans won twenty. Wasn't that a one o'clock game? Yeah, was the other one. Yeah. Game? Sorry, I was paying attention. Tony Romo and Jim Nance. On the call, the Bills and the Buccaneers. Couldn't get his bucking hat. <laughs> get it under his bucking hat. Yep. That should be one heck of a stinker on Sunday Night Football. Sorry, babe. Yeah. It is what it is still an eight, The right? Buccaneers are currently an 11-point favorite in that Sunday night game. Yikes. Oof. Not good. Not good at all. And that four o'clock slate doesn't look too great, does it? Well, aside from the Bengals and the Broncos, then you got the Falcons Niners. That should be an ass. I mean, it should be, but the Falcons have kind of hung around. And so, I mean, that game is kind of interesting, too, because this is both both teams are still alive and have a lot to play for. So we'll see what ends up happening there. But again, you have a 49ers team who's favored by nine. But if the Falcons were to pull this out, like it completely flips the playoff picture in the NFC on its head. Yeah, that would that'd be wild. Next week would be wild if that happened. <laughs> I think, I mean, I, we're going to end up seeing a couple of these games that are going to surprise us and it's going to cost the team some position and possibly a playoff spot. Well, that's all we got for this week. So episode 180, 180 times people have listened to me talking. That is wild. So if you are still listening at this point in life, thank you. We appreciate you. If you're a Twitter birder, hit us up at joint practices at 11 the goat at the knock says. Send us a tweet with the hashtag joint practices. And say, Steve, I'm a deer. 
<laughs> Every time I see a deer on the side of the road, that's all I think about. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. <laughs> Wherever you're listening, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, tune in. Make sure to subscribe, rate, review, share it with your friends, and uh, keep on listening. And hey, maybe you like football too. You want to come on our show? Send us an email. It's Gmail. Wait, was it? Yeah, gmail.com, right? Joint practices yep. pod at gmail.com. Just let us know the team you root for, and we'll set something up. You can have your own seven on sevens episode. It's a lot of fun. And we've literally never said no to There's anyone. a lot of teams we haven't covered yet. So it's fun to always talk about a new team. So don't be shy. We don't bite hard. Where's those Cleveland Brown fans, huh? Where's the Los Angeles Chargeros fans? I got questions about relocation. California. Beautiful. That's like the third dumb and dumb reference in this episode. <laughs> Both of them? Give me a damn number. <laughs> uh, good luck this week, Soup. You too. I'm going to need it. That's that first stop. I'll let you say that guy's name because you like to say Groove Hill. Granny Larson, I'm sure she'd love to hear it. So, yeah, she'll love all the swear words and dank jokes. It'll be great. Join, 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 join